Full of Sound and Fury is a podcast for adults, by adults, containing adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Is that a Vitruvian Batman? Uh, yes, it is a Vitruvian Batman. <laughs> Do you owe Bob Kane royalties? <laughs> the shirt was a gift a number of years ago. I don't, I don't know. Somebody probably does. Have you heard that whole fucking story? No. Oh yeah, Bob Kane was like the only uh, creator that ever understood law. Really? From back in the day. Uh, yeah, I think like his brother-in-law or something was like a lawyer, so he's the only guy from the Golden Age through today that did, actually that did get fucked by a major comic publisher. Happened. It's uh, does everyone well to know a lawyer and to employ their services from time to time. <laughs> Pro tip: I ha- I feel like I have a million things I want to go over. It's actually just four, but I I fear that each one of these will go forty-five minutes, <laughs> and that's before we got into like how much money we owe about Kane. So. Like, he literally owns the podcast now, somehow. <laughs> Let's open it up. You're listening to Full of Sun and Fury. I've been Cyrus Mortis. I, I still am Cyrus Mortisavi of Kirkland, Washington. With me, now owned by Bob Kane, is Ariel Rodriguez. Hello. Greetings from the, the Kane estate. But but formerly of uh, the pandemic-ridden <laughs> Walt Disney World. <laughs> Whew. Yeah. That's How did that go? Um, you know, okay. So we did, we did, uh, the, the, the original goal was, was, uh, many, many, had a few different, uh, facets to it. It was the kid's first time at Disney, which she's two. She, you know, you've got to count these down. Number one. Yeah. So that, that was a big thing. And then, uh, we went around the wife's birthday. So the, the idea was to do food and wine festival because, uh, my wife and I really enjoy the Epcot food and wine festival. So Uh, two and three. Yes, yes, precisely. Uh, uh, so, and, and yeah, and so that that was the the, the 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 two to three pillars, if you will, of the the goals of the the trip. So we spent a lot of time at Epcot. Is is my my point? We had, we had spent two days there, not back to back, but uh, we had time built in for that, and then uh, time uh, at the Magic Kingdom, which frankly was uh, the most nightmarish of all of the parks. And we went to Animal Kingdom because we thought that my daughter and my nephew, who's also two, my, my sister and my brother-in-law and my nephew were coming with us for the trip. They would enjoy that. Turns out, like, most rides there are for, like, teenagers. So uh, kids at two years old, they haven't seen Avatar. It turns out that's, that's, a, that's a net negative. <laughs> and they're not big enough to ride those rides. There's a few, you know. Animal... They'll also be 27 before the sequel comes out. <laughs> yeah, so... A multi-generational franchise. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, the, and the other animal-based stuff is sort of like a zoo, right? But it's not quite, and it's not... If you're two, you don't have the patience to, like, wait around for the tiger to show up or whatever. So it's mixed, mixed bag. But the Animal Kingdom and Epcot are mostly outside and fewer rides uh, as a result. Um, and But they're better for the little ones because the rides they do have for little ones are outdoors like a carousel or you know, magic carpets or that kind of stuff you know 
there, there, those parks are more pandemic compatible, pandemic with children. Um, Magic Kingdom, however, uh, 50th anniversary, as, as uh, most <laughs> Disney heads know, uh, freaking packed and uh, a lot of stuff you have to go inside for, which they require you to wear a mask. But I've seen every possible iteration of skirting the mask rules in my short time in the Magic Kingdom. The, the, the least magical <laughs> aspect about it was trying to yeah. see all the people, you know, only put the mask over their nose for the 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 the, the visual range, the visual cone of the, uh, the the cast member, you know, checking at the entrance, and any other which you know way of looking like you're wearing a mask but not actually wearing a mask. It wasn't everybody. Most people were complying with the rules, but there's also like a lot more people, uh, and that's just you know it'll. It'll hike up your paranoia if you haven't hung around with people for two years. I think they're about to cut their full capacity, too, even though they haven't said it that way. Now, are these quote-unquote adults doing this bullshit? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just, very, yeah. <laughs> All parents of, like, especially parents of little kids, like, the kids are wearing masks, but the parents are, like, worse. Or, like, parents of teenagers, the teenagers are being lax, and so then the parents are being lax about it. And it was pouring rain for a couple of days in there, so everybody wants to go inside. So that also does not help uh, with with everything. But Disney, for the most part, kudos to their attempt to enforce the rules. You know, even on the buses, like we, you know, we we're staying at the resort hotel or whatever, and if you get on the bus, you, you took a bus. Out. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you got to take the buses, and you have to wear a mask when you're on the bus. <sighs> Uh, that's that's strong. What is that? Ninety, one hundred twenty minute wait to get on the bus. I'm guessing. Uh, no. Well, the, from the from the hotels to the parks, it's only thirty minutes uh, wait maximum. And usually we were. Okay, app, that's actually app, really good. And the app tells you the the arrival times at your at your stop or whatever. Like our hotel had four different stops, and so the they're you know different rates for different parts and then per park. So you can see like okay, if I want to go to Hollywood Studios, you know. When's the next bus? Okay, we got five minutes. We're screwed. Or you know, okay, it's 15, 20 minutes from now. Okay, we can make it to the. We can walk from our room to there and then jump on the bus and we're we're good to go. And they have capacity limits for the bus, so they're very high. Um, but everyone has to wear a mask. We got to the airport and the line just stretched forever. And I thought that we didn't have to take was it. done. Actually, I think it's a. I guess it's about to be done. This is the last year of the, the quote-unquote magical express. Yeah, that was that looked rough. We didn't do it. We 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 had a different way of getting to to our hotel, but uh, I would not have wanted to do that. That was, and you know, and the standing outside and the mugginess with your child waiting to get on a bus that's going to be crammed, jam-packed, full of people, and you know, oof, yeah. I mean, more power to the folks that do it. I mean, some folks don't have a choice, but. They're going to eventually have a, a the, the train will just run from MCO to there. Oh, that'll be good. But that'll I I I don't know. Speaking of things that won't happen until your child's twenty seven, that could be one of them. <laughs> yeah. So did you hit all the food places within two days at Epcot? I've, we got a kid. There was no way. But ah. we we did probably a dozen something like that. We did a pretty good job, I think. And the kiddo ate a lot of the stuff that we got. So. Uh, we're we're you know blessed to have a kid that like doesn't mind you know slurping up some pho or uh, grabbing a, a mezzaluna or a or a you know a bun here or there <laughs> and uh, 
<laughs> grabbing a grabbing a chunk, so that that really helped. <laughs> Favorite treats? There was there's a there's a porchetta uh, dish. God, where is that? It's the only porchetta in the park. You'll find it if if you go. Sounds Italian. Uh, yeah, it it was like a refreshment outpost or something like that. Mm. Uh, so I'm like, okay, four dollars. You know, most of the the things at Food and Wine, they're like four to six dollars. The higher they go up in price, the fancier they are, and sometimes the the bigger the portion, right? Um, so I was like, okay, a four dollar porchetta. You're expecting like a little, you know, half dollar or maybe two half dollars in 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 si- worth diam- double the diameter of a half dollar size thing. No, sir. I got one the size of my hand. I got a slice of porchetta. Oh, cool. The slice of my hand. The thicker than my hand. That was a meal that they served you there. Wow. And it was, de- it was delicious. Uh, um, it had like a, it had some kind of sauce on top of it. And I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on the, the exact. Uh, it was like a pesto sauce. Okay. Delicious. delicious. That is very atypical for Disney World. <laughs> Usually it's like here's two spring rolls for nine dollars. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yes, yes. And there was plenty of that to go around. Yeah, oh yeah. So it was nice to have a respite, uh, you know. And there's always there's there's this maple bourbon cheesecake that uh, is just phenomenal every time I go. I I got it three years ago. Had had it on my list to go check it out again. Of course they had it again. Uh, love that thing. That's a great dessert. That's got to be Canada, eh? Yeah, I think it was, or uh, no, it's the well, it's next to Canada. It's the the Bresson, uh, oh, okay, uh, sponsored booth. That's the same oh, one. Oh, Canada Plus. <laughs> yes, Canada Plus, because that's where you also get the poutine. Ah, yeah. That's, that sounds like you guys had fun and didn't die. Or yeah, sick. So that's excellent. Negative test on the way back. That's nice. Yeah. How was the airport going to and fro? Uh, I mean, pretty. You know, as strict as as. Uh, usual in terms of checking people for masks and, and stuff it wasn't more crowded that i can remember from the last time i flew earlier this year so eh, for the most part the same not 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 a huge pain just the extra little bit of pandemic stuff on top of the yeah. usual, you know malaise of flying so how do you guys go from mco to the to the resort we got a private well, car okay because I was like, I'm not, I'm not fucking with this uh, crowded stuff. Like, as as much as I can avoid the crowds, even if I have to pay extra for it, I will, I will do so. I am not here to get sick. I am, you know, it's like, yeah. I don't, I just want to reduce the risk where it's like obvious that I can. I'm gonna go do it, and so like, yeah, I've just got one of those little like uh, black party van services, and they'll just, just for our family got lucky that no one else needed to rent it at the same time or whatever uh but it would it's way better than being in a bus with you know 80 people yeah i've never tried to do the, the quote-unquote magical express and never will i think our like our our driver like picked us up at the baggage claim and then like we walked to the to the car and i think he took us past the magical express <laughs> on purpose be like you see you see what you could have had to do <laughs> yeah. that's a smart motivated driver there <laughs> Here's my business card. Remember when you, when you come back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it isn't going to get better in the parks, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am delighted that we can talk about Shang-Chi without spoiling anybody. Yeah. We're it's... on day 47. <laughs> 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 well, I mean, I guess uh, unless everyone did stuff like us. So, yes, we're going to spoil it. Just, yeah, turn this off if you haven't watched it. 
or can, go watch it yeah, and then yeah. turn this back on. That's my <laughs> official recommendation. <laughs> Ariel, how where where do you put it in the martial arts uh, pantheon? Oh man, martial arts was amazing. Um, great job to everybody on the choreography front. I know Brad Allen uh, was a major uh, factor in the choreography who recently passed. Um, but he used to be part of Jackie Chan's stunt team and uh, has even co-starred with Jackie Chan in a, in a film before. So he like knows his stuff. And it was clear, like the martial arts was awesome. Uh, both the wuxia influence stuff in Talo and all that stuff. And also just the, the more nitty gritty fights and on the bus and in, in, the, in the building in Macau and all that stuff. Uh, just great. Super great. It felt like they hit all the different subgenres, but... I'm a lay person, so I wasn't sure if I if I had that right or not. Yeah, just the gen the the, the general kind of uh, eras of martial arts, if you will, a little bit. They they, they nailed the big ones, uh, and it was great. I mean, just really well done. Great attention to detail. No one looked like they didn't know what they were doing, uh, which is usually my beef with a lot of this stuff. Is like the actors maybe don't take the time, Iron Fist, or they, okay. you know some other. Uh, uh, shortcuts they just have to take for whatever reason, you know, just to get the job done. But not this time. Not this time. Like everyone just was was awesome. They seem to know the assignment. Yeah, and I mean, uh, Tony Lung, who plays Wen Wu, like that dude is like Hong Kong legend, just legend uh, for both his dramatic roles and his martial arts related uh, roles. Yeah. I, I, so you, you bring somebody like that and Michelle Yeoh. I mean. Even he had a little part, but there's this there's the guy that plays the old man in the Talo village, the leader, the elder. Uh Guangbo? Uh, yes. And yeah. the actor's name is Yun Hua. And Yun Hua is also like Hong Kong legend. That guy's been in everything. You probably remember him from Kung Fu Hustle, but he's been in like a million I was about to say I recognized him, but I couldn't tell from where. Yeah, he's the the old man, the husband of the apartment uh lady in Kung Fu Hustle. And he's he's just in a million things. That guy is a Hong Kong legend too. So they've got people from the industry in 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 Hong Kong that like know how to do these things. Uh, it's just they just just really well done. It, it was it was nice to see after earlier this year having to lament that I wasn't getting Crazy Rich Asians too because of that fucking Snake Eyes movie. <laughs> to realize that part of the reason I'm not getting Crazy Rich Asians too is because a full third of the cast was making Shang-Chi. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, I can trade off. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I did never expect to see Yo in that kind of role again. And I think she did most of her stuff. Probably. I, I mean, there, there's, there seemed like there were a couple cuts where it was like, nah, I think they were trying to hide the fact that... <laughs> The knees are starting to go at that age. Yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, doing the butterfly twists and stuff like right. that. Be a little, little tough. That's yeah. That would have been hard at Apex, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although the guy uh, Andy Lay, who plays Death Dealer, who I'm, I was a little disappointed in how little Death Dealer there was in the movie. After kind of the trailers made it seem like it was going to be a have a bigger role. That guy is legit, and he can do all the Death Dealer stunts. That guy is crazy. Uh, He's he's a younger dude, but he's he has like a, a YouTube channel that uh, he and his buddies do stuff called Marshall Club, I think. And they've been in a few other movies, uh, Paper Tigers, and I'm blanking on another movie, but they've they've been in a few other things recently, and they're they're legit. They're really good. It's a very interesting movie in that it's <laughs> it's the storyline and the characters are paper thin. 
but it still works. Like it's it's not a good story, but it's excellent film craft. It's like they had just the bound the foundation, right? Like it's like a like it's a practical like everyone knows what the story is going to be, right? Like it's not it's not novel in that sense. No. <laughs> but if you execute it really really well, you got it. You're golden. And the charisma of the actors and the relationships just, you know, typical Marvel style, right? You have to have very charismatic actors and characters and then it just it clicks aquafina was mission critical in making this thing work oh yeah oh yeah because they they there's there's 25 percent of this movie where it's like okay we don't really have a scene here can you just be awesome yeah and she's like yeah i'll be fucking awesome yeah i'll fill this in no problem or even, yeah <laughs> even some of the comedic timing where like i don't know who wrote who wrote that part of the script but the whole like they're having the flashback and then they're just like and he asked me beef or vegetarian <laughs> like that that like razor sharp timing just really really helped too. That's that's another thing I was gonna. I, I'm glad you reminded me. Like it it makes extensive use of flashbacks. And as you know, your wife being a writer would would probably chime in on this. Like you're not supposed to write like that. It's considered very yeah. basic. But yeah. they they did it well. Like they they timed them at the right spots and they managed to inject a lot of character in, in a thing you probably shouldn't actually do. <laughs> yeah. That that. That I kind of had a meta moment when I watched it because I was like, you, you know, you see when we meet meet the uh, uh, Ying Li is the Shang Chi's mom, uh, and you're like, okay, well, clearly they're not they don't like each other or like she's defending the village or whatever, and you you expect them to keep going with the flashback and like explain how they fell in love and all this stuff, but they they were like aware that that's like gonna drag the audience forward and it's going to be boring so we're just going to end the flashback right here and we're going to tra- we're going to transpose the rest of it later and do some more exciting stuff and it, it was just like they kind of understood the pacing they needed almost and the flashbacks didn't didn't drag it down i think they even though they they you know they messed with the formula if you will they did things you're not supposed to do by sprinkling flashbacks everywhere it helped i think with the pace of the whole thing yeah they they, they broke the technique very skillfully though yeah. and they made it work for them and boy, if if it's 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 a it was that was high risk uh, way to do it because if they if they don't nail it, the thing probably falls apart really quickly. Yeah, yeah. the The third act CGI fest again. It had dragons this time, so that's cool. I'm I'm down for dragons. Dragons always good. Yeah, you know, I'll I'll, I'll take dragon stuff. Also, man, even though you know. I mean, Wenwu was very charismatic as a villain or whatever, but um, that ring, those rings and the ring effects were so freaking cool. I just wanted to see more and more of that all the time. Like, they really made that work in, in really cool ways, given that they, like, didn't do the comic book version where you had, like, nine bajillion powers you can take from them. What the rings could do and how they made, realized them, I thought was just a lot of fun. Like, I was always wanting to see what else they could do. Visually dynamic, too. Yeah. Yeah, they, they 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 leaned into the martial arts path. Like, well, we're just gonna make them like these super whips, and it's gonna look sweet. Yeah. Yeah, their 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 fight sequence was was really cool, really very well done, very well shot. Yeah. You always knew where everything was. You didn't have to like. You there was no. I don't think there's any complaints about how they edited those fights. Like, everything was very clear and easy to see, what was happening for the most part. It wasn't frenetic, you know, jump cut unlike snake eyes where they had you just you couldn't tell what the heck was going on 
Shu Shiling's uh, her heel turn. Is that from the comics? I don't think so. I, honestly, I think I thought Shiling's like a relatively new character. Like I read the first volume of like the most recent Shang Chi reboot, and I don't. He had a, he has a sister, but I don't think her name was Shiling, and I don't think she. That, that there's like a whole like. What is it? Five Weapons Society. It's it's different. They like they just mm. they cut things out of whole new cloth for this for the movie versions of these characters. Yeah, because I don't I don't think canonically Shang Chi and the Mandarin have anything to do with one another. Nope. Yeah. There's a more racist <laughs> bent to Shang Chi and Fu Manchu and the, yeah. the Orientalist characters, and they you know thankfully they don't have to deal with that either. And we've got uh, an awesome character here. They just took what worked and stripped out the rest of the crap. Yep. Is one is is sword arm guy? What? Razor fist. <laughs> Razor fist. That of course. How could I forget? Like, <laughs> where the hell did he? I, I don't. I don't I have any recollection of that dude. Oh, of course he is. But I don't know where he comes from. I, I'm not great <laughs> on my Shang Chi lore. So, um, yeah. Trevor. Trevor came back. That was great. Yeah. Closing the closing the loop there or the <laughs> on, on that. Yeah, I was excited to see him this time after being disappointed the first go around. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 I, I like that uh, that that reimagining of the Mandarin both in in father and now daughter. Yeah, that's very fertile. Canonically, the rings are from space, right? Yes. Okay. And I think they're going to stick with that. They tease. I think so. My, so, you know, they had that, the post credit scene, uh, which raises a lot of other questions too. Like Bruce Banner, uh, not professor Hulk. Huh? His arm is still fucked up. His arm still messed up, which, okay. I think one of the directors of Endgame said something about how like, that injury is permanent that you know the infinity gauntlet is not don't fuck with infinity gauntlet mm. it's gonna mess you up thanos couldn't recover from that when he used the stones hulk's not gonna you know do that so you know did he have to become human to, to look for some sort of you know fix for that or is he human for some other reason what's going on there but then the whole like okay the rings are contacting something in outer space uh what or whom uh, it's a great question Right, and I like the idea that I really don't have a feel for it after, I guess, five space-themed films. They've only started to scratch the surface of the of the Marvel lore in that regard. Yeah, We got the two Guardians, we got Captain Marvel. Infinity War, if you want to throw that in there, I, I kind of would. And, uh... Oh, Ragnarok, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my my guess, uh, and, and I this is all just pure speculation, uh, is we got, we got dragons in Shang-Chi 1, we need Fing Fang Foom to come into play because he's a dragon villain. Mm-hmm. We, need a, we need some Fing Fang Foom. And, you know, dragons have uh, uh, very big uh, fingers. So those rings that fit on a forearm could maybe be the fingers on a dragon. And they were his rings. Uh, I thought that I think that would be a really cool little twist to like their, their, you know, comic book accurate rings are on your fingers. But they are on this big old dragon. But for a human. I like ring, that. You know, Although then it becomes a question of why is he in space? Well, they're they're a race of space dragons, originally. Uh, of course they are. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah, a stupid question dreams. I just asked. Space dragons, why not? People did a lot of drugs in the seventies. I mean, this is <laughs> one of an- yet another 
just proof that that's what happened in the 70s. They did drugs and they made comic books. Yeah. Yeah, but so, okay, so I hadn't even considered that, but I was like, all right, you could do Galactus that way. You could do Galactus, yeah. Yeah. They've just scratched the surface there. Yeah, man. And maybe more with Eternals. I don't know. That just dropped. Yeah, and, and me neither. We're, we're now on day 43 of our, <laughs> of our countdown. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I heard I heard end of the year, maybe. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> Disney Plus. Are you going to break quarantine for Spider-Man? I'm a huge Spider-Man fan, but I just I don't see changing my status quo here. If if COVID is as bad in you know six weeks as it is, yeah, right now I just can't. There's ever a possibility it's going to be worse. It's like one of the holidays. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I will either, unless it actually we are just you know the fact that we're vaccinating children now helps helps the uh, the curve as it were. But boy, this one's gonna hurt to wait. Yeah, it looks really good, and yeah, I've I've loved Spidey since age six. I think I think a lot of kids do, and I I fear how much will trickle into the internet. Yeah, given what's uh, going Disney, on with that film, Disney does not have a tight lip, or Sony rather doesn't have as tight a lip as Disney does. So things are gonna well, shit. We have two leaked trailers now, right? Yeah, I de- <laughs> <laughs> that does not bode well. So I just I guess I'm just quitting the internet for a month and a half. I don't know what the hell the plan is gonna be, but it's there's no there's no good way this goes. Yeah. Marvel, you know, even as even though the pandemic's messed things up in a number of different ways, they're back, man. The content is back. I mean, in terms of the movie content, we've had the shows Four uh, films in one year. I know. It's just amazing. How did I not know Oscar Isaacs was gonna be Moon Knight? You didn't know that? No, what the hell is wrong? I'm mad at myself. <laughs> I just literally like like oh that's a perfect cast. That's great. Great. Yeah. yeah. Did you have you seen that little uh Oh yeah. teaser? Like it seems like he has different accents and stuff that he goes through. I guess presumably as he switches through his uh, multiple personality thing. I think uh he's going to do a great job. I'll surprise it from that role. I I'm I'm looking forward to She-Hulk too. I mean oh. I mean I'm looking forward to all of them, let's be fair. <laughs> You've watched the Hawkeye teaser, right? Yes. Man, that car chase, they did a really freaking good job. Oh, shit, yeah. Because you know how car chases can be just kind of like, well, it's all exterior. Or the inside, they look they look like they're living in a blue cube. And everything is just kind of herky-jerky, like inserted behind them. And doesn't really work. But, man, that was good. I did not anticipate them taking, like, the continuous shot onto it the next level. On a television show, no less. But they sure yeah. did. Yeah, it looks cool, and I I I was pleased to see how um, a lot of the fraction and Aja tone re, uh, apparently is going to be retained. Like, what are the name? Of the, it's you got us, bro. Something that like yeah. it's actually in the name of the of the uh, of the group. Yeah, I forget. I forget. I, they, those, those guys better say bro at least a few times. <laughs> it's like tracksuit Dracula's for their win. I'm so excited. <laughs> Speaking of, all right, let's, let's move on to things that are not excellent. Um, <laughs> have you seen Dune Trocity Part 1? I have seen Dune. The atmosphere was great. I felt like, you know, artistically, that like that's that's the what you needed, right? Like, you needed to be convinced that this was a different timeline than we're on, a different, you know, just vision for what the future could be. 
Uh, and I think they did a great job on that. Uh, it's half a story. <laughs> Felt like half of a novel where the first half you got to get all the exposition everything <laughs> set up. So maybe I haven't read the novel, so I, I I don't know, but it seems like maybe that's kind of they're they're maybe being a little too faithful. Yeah, Zendaya didn't uh, didn't show up till the very end. <laughs> like, okay. Um, yeah, I thought the, thought the fights were cool. Thought the, the special effects were pretty good, but it's, it's it's only half a story, and it's a how long was it? Two hours and four. In real time, or how how or in <laughs> perceived time? It was long. The the takeaway from Ariel's description, I want to press this upon this on, on the listener, is too faithful. I don't know what the hell is wrong with Hollywood when it comes to Dune. Because prior to Lord of the Rings and the Harry Potter films, adaptations were just always a fucking mess. Because <laughs> you would have someone who would... You'd, have, you'd get a director slash screenwriter and they'd be like, we want to make this thing. And they would be like, alright, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to take the title and do whatever the hell I want to do with it. That flipped 20 years ago. Except in the case of fucking Dune. And each iteration, to be fair, does get better. They, as you said, they capture the atmosphere. I totally get the fa- the idea that I'm on space Saudi Arabia. Um, they don't let me forget. They just Cheb mommy apparently back, <laughs> screaming in the background the whole time. I can't hear what the hell anyone else is saying because they really want me to know I'm in the I'm in the, <laughs> I'm in the galaxy of of the United Emirates or whatever the shit this is supposed to be. Just the, beat the uh... hell out of that damn drone. <laughs> My my wife kept pointing out, Joe. She kept pointing out that uh, they have a lot of um, like uh, bullfighting imagery, like throughout. Oh yeah, until yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys or whatever, and it's it's like, man, are they trying to beat you over the head with this or what? It's like every why why is the House of Trades so into bullfighting? Like, what kind of Spaniard no legacy ten thousand years ago type of thing? ideal? Only character they develop already dead. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck v- Villain Wave is going with this, but I was like, I okay, I get it. Matador. Can we just <laughs> And oh yeah, he's tripping on space cocaine. Great, I get it. Can we move this along a little bit, please? Jesus Christ. The novel is seminal because it it's got excellent world building. But uh you and I have a mutual friend that was asking me earlier this year if I would if he should read Dune, and I thought about it for a second and I said, "No." And the reason I said no is what it did well has been subsumed into other pieces of pop culture, namely Star Wars and A Song of Ice and Fire. The characters just, they don't, they're not, they're basically don't have characterization. And this is where the films really fail because there's room for them to like grow them a little bit. And in defense of Doom Part 1, I will say we finally see a little bit of Duncan Idaho. Oh, yeah. Like, he dies really early in the novel. Uh. Does, does almost nothing. I mean, he was kind of like the original Dead Stark. He's like, nah, you thought he was awesome. <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> what do you think about that? Here are they, I mean, he's still the same idea, but he goes out awesome. And you can yeah. really see that Paul admires him. Because, you know, he's Jason Momoa in space. Why wouldn't you think yeah, that's sure. awesome? Yeah. yeah, but, oh, Hans Zimmer just... <laughs> so much of... <laughs> <laughs> and then they changed Jessica, oh, yeah. uh, not for the better. Hmm. Uh, Paul's 
birth as a as a boy in the novel, um, she does she you know this is her Bene Gesserit or AKA um, Jedi Knight stuff was she can you know one of her powers she apparently can d- d- decide what she's putting in that egg chromosome wise. Canonically, she does she you know she has the boy because Leto wanted one. Here it's a it's a it's a, a power play. Yeah, I'm gonna do this because I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna give birth the perfect being. I'm gonna I'm gonna show my mother superior what for, and then she's a victim for the rest of the fucking movie. <laughs> so I don't know what the hell the point was there. The dinner scene, not in the movie. Threw it right out. It's like everyone's favorite scene from the novel. Um, they replaced it with that weird rescue thing, which okay. which was visually stimulating. I, I don't mind them putting that in and it kind of spoke the, the idea is that the Atreides are you know these are good people they're the honorable house who are destined to get fucked George R. R. Martin style because that's what we do sure once again just such a miss for the property unless you're really into bullfighting I guess and then, then you're just <laughs> hell yeah they're, they're, they announced a part two so it seemed like it did well enough to ah uh, yeah. He, he, the gambit worked. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there for it. I mean, I I enjoyed it well enough. I mean, part of that helps that like I could just sit in the comfort of my home and pause it and go to the bathroom and uh, <laughs> come back and stuff like that. But uh, you know, have a snack, little 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 uh, little charcuterie plate. <laughs> yeah. It, oh. It's very well realized, for sure. Like they got the visuals, they just didn't bring anything else to it, and that's kind of a bummer. Because like they really could. The the characters, the setup is very interesting, and playing with the characters a little more. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Like, yeah, they need they need to not be as faithful, perhaps. Yeah, and and just you know explore the characters. It's like. Should this really have been like a HBO show instead? Like I know they did a miniseries back on Sci-Fi, like whatever twenty years ago. But like, if it were a television, like a multi-season television series, would would there have been more room for this? I mean, budgets nowadays are for TV shows. At least if you're doing Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones, are huge. I think they lose the director. They do. He's they do. <laughs> he's. As we discussed previously, he's come out very hard against televisions. <laughs> yeah, as so many auteurs these days have. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You must watch this on a wall with other people you do not know. With <laughs> a cigarette now. I saw some headline about how Scott Derrickson, you know, director of Doctor Strange, he uh, he's like, oh, they're doing IMAX uh, aspect ratio on Disney Plus now, and he's like, I never intended for people at home to see the IMAX version. That's wrong. <laughs> Like, dude, uh, sorry, but I like the extra room on my TV to be filled with things. Wait, he's, oh my God. <laughs> I didn't read the full quote, so maybe I'm, maybe I'm exaggerating. Uh, it's just that, you know, headlines can be, but I didn't have time. I was on the run and didn't have time to read the article, but, uh, seems like, a, a you know, of a piece with other, you know, directors and, and creators about uh, movies versus TV these days. And the fact that they just hate availability. I, I don't get it. It's so weird. I'd like to get one of them in the room and just have them try to explain this to me. 
mostly so they would understand but by, by, when they couldn't explain it to me they were like oh this is dumb I should drop this shit <laughs> it's like yeah I have an 8k television dude fuck off yeah I mean I don't want to get COVID well, <laughs> I mean I'm just you know well, absolutely it's just even when we're post COVID they should still like not be pushing yeah. this crap I agree oh, I fully agree with you fully agree. yeah you want you want people to like you make art to share it. I think maybe these guys don't. <laughs> so the ability to share it is good. End yeah. of story. Can we move on, please? No. Okay. Great. Okay. I look forward to Dune Part Two. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. And Wonder Woman Three disappointing me as much as eighty four did. <laughs> How did you come to Ted Lasso? Uh, my little brother was was ranting and raving about it. So uh, it was his, you know, frequent mentioning of how awesome it is that, and, and you know, if, if occasional folks I follow on, on online on Twitter and whatever will will bring up how you know excited they are for they were for season two and would occasionally tweet. So there's always like been a buzz about it, but that wasn't enough. It was uh, just family member just you know raving about it and was able to get access to it and then you know. Where I finally sit down. I was like, ah, let's try one episode. Let's see how it goes. And we were hooked. That was it. It was good enough. Let's keep going. Yeah, I was pretty much in it from the get-go. I, I just kept showing it popping up on my social media things from places that wouldn't normally be, like, raving about that kind of stuff. So I was like, there might be some there there. And then, I guess, in, in true internet fashion, I guess season two was controversial? Yeah. I don't, well... It took some risks. In terms of character evolution, nobody stayed the same for the most part. Boy, what a what a what a weird thing! So, growth, personal growth. We can't have characters do that. Well, and this I I assume what this is bitching about is Nate's heel turn. It's that. It's the um, it's the Sam Rebecca relationship uh, as well. I think both those things. I'm gonna lie. So I'm <laughs> wait, quiet because yeah. I'm trying to th like. Yeah. Why would this be any kind of fucking issue? I don't. I don't. I mean, I guess yeah. it's unlikely numerically, but it's interesting from a story perspective. Precisely, all of it's interesting from a story perspective. And if people don't like that, you know, Rebecca or Sam or Nate went this way because they didn't want that for those characters. Well, like, too bad. You know, there's like plenty of people in life you you meet that like. <laughs> marry the wrong person that in your opinion <laughs> or you know just make decisions that you wouldn't make if you were them but guess what you're not them you're not a writer on the show either just like ride the ride yo <laughs> like i don't know what else to say uh, <laughs> nate's de change quote unquote to a villain is an extremely brave story choice yeah. and i think if people were honest with themselves, which they they usually are not, what bothers them is they can kind of see that in themselves where they know people that would do that. People that are deeply unhappy and they get a little taste and they can't handle it. Yeah, and he was a sympathetic character for so long that to see him do unsympathetic things, it's not like he, it's not like they didn't build it up, right? Like they earned this heel turn like through 12 episodes almost like he he changed and grew into this this that point at the end 
I think he was longer, right? Um, he became quote unquote Wonder Kid in season one, I think. Yeah, maybe you're right. I I'm, see, season two opens with them with the the tragic death of Earl Greyhound. Yes. Greatest name of a character ever. <laughs> um, I guess that's a spoiler. <laughs> it's like Chekhov's dog. They introduced yeah. him just to murder him. I'm like, oh, come on. I mean, yeah. that's funny, but oh. Yeah, maybe that the Wonderkin thing was. Yeah, where he. <laughs> He misunderstood it, and they just kind of yeah. killed him with it. And as there's been always these like little. I think uh, the the guy that plays Nate, I forget his name, but uh, Nick something. Anyway, um, Nick Mohammed. Uh, yeah, that's him. That's him. Yeah. Uh, I think he wrote this like long post after the last episode came out, and he posted it on on social media and saying like, "There's there's been tons of little microaggressions on Nate throughout, and they've you know the writers have been you know nudging him. They, they took big pushes." when appropriate but like they've been nudging this little this like negativity around nate where like ted doesn't respect him as a diamond dog uh he doesn't get a coffee machine when everybody else on the team gets a coffee he's like little things where he just kind of is the punching bag and even if everyone else is nice to him on the whole there's these little things that add up and then there's the big the big revelations the big developments along the way uh they, they knew what they were doing it's not like they just like decided at the last minute uh, it's not a jump the shark moment, um, but again, I, I think people. Found Th- this really is not Daenerys thing. going Mad Queen. No, they earned the shit out of this. Yeah, and it's again, it's something they don't do usually on television. So not otherwise a sitcom. I really do think Brave is the right way to describe the choice, and the actor has killed it. So that's that's yeah. been cool. Yeah, I mean, kudos to the whole team for the season. I mean. My understanding was they, they had a ten episode order, and then they Apple just like increased it by two, like at the last minute or whatever. That is true. So you get your Christmas episode and your your beard episodes that were kind of like, eh, but they were fun. They did a good job. The beard episode was weird, but I did yeah. like it. Yeah. <laughs> we actually, it was doubly weird for Aaron and I because I accidentally watched it out of order. Oh. And we were like, what the hell is happening? I don't. <laughs> And we, it took us a while to realize it because they, it feels like they play Manchester City every other episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I do. I do. I did enjoy the kismet though of West Ham United like being good all of a sudden, <laughs> right at the time when this fictional guy bought them. <laughs> that, that that was that was a fun little wrinkle. But yeah, they're, they're currently like third in the standings <laughs> in the real they're, life. <laughs> they're about that, so they're like getting good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that Nate the Great man striking again. <laughs> yeah, the characters are charming as hell, and it yeah, it's like you said, it's very quippy. Yeah, and yep. then yeah, like, <laughs> Wales is that another country? Yes and no. <laughs> Which with apologies to our one Welsh listener, that is a pretty good description of Wales. Or <laughs> 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 where he's like he's lumbasting her, you know, the therapist for leaving. He's like, fine, I'll read the letter. Well, you misspelled favorite. <laughs> I'm curious to see what it does to uh, soccer fandom in the U.S. Oh, yeah. Because I, I, I guess there was some controversy, but it feels like the show does have like an almost 100% approval rating. Yeah, I think all the people complaining are going to watch season three. Like, I, I really think it's just folks that are over-invested in the show in a way that they're unhappy with decisions made because, uh, like we talked about, and... They're gonna be back. They're gonna watch. The, they're gonna watch what happens because it's good. It's compelling. It's just okay. If you were Nate, you wouldn't make these decisions. Great, but we're nobody's Nate. So 
whatever. And season three is apparently going to be the last one. Really? Yeah, right? Oh, man. Yeah. That. Unless Apple backs with the money truck, which I suspect they will. So we'll, service... see, we'll see if they stick to that or not. Yeah, that service is uh, not doing so hot, is my understanding. Like, they're not getting the traction that they... It's last. It's last. Oh, pardon me. And uh, the the morning show. Yeah. So maybe three seasons because maybe they don't know if they'll be around as a service. <laughs> no, this is a creative decision. Oh, creative decision. Yeah, really? Bill Lawrence is like, yeah, we'll do three years. I would have guessed four, to to get the characters were there, but but maybe three is enough. Because hmm. they, they they did cover a lot of territory in season two. Yeah. A lot sure. of people changed. I mean, presumably Jamie will con- will com- complete his transformation into the J- J- Jack Grealish. <laughs> <laughs> they just hit us over the head with that. It just made me laugh. It's like, okay, we get it. I I I know what you're going for here. It's it's good. <laughs> it's got the same stupid hair and everything. All right, thank you. <laughs> there hasn't been like a, a sitcom that's crushed it in a while that I could think of. Yeah, honestly, like nothing, nothing that pervades the zeitgeist. Uh like shows past really um this the last one might be the closest the last one that comes to mind was unbreakable kimmy schmidt yeah and that's been done a while yep yeah it looks like the streaming services want the dramas yeah for whatever reason maybe they're more bingeable like maybe uh comedies if they're if they're traditional like sitcoms where it's like show ends and you just there's no continuity right it's just reboot everybody restart the the computers and and oh that's a that's a really good point very episodic yeah yeah yeah. that's a really good point i i was gonna posit that um young streaming services are driven by younger people oh and i i just don't think they sitcoms they don't they just don't care because they typically, not always, but you know, as one division showed us, they're often built around families, and yeah. I, I don't know that those kind of families really exist anymore, or if they ever did. That's kind of what Mad Men was about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is not true. <laughs> <laughs> this is what actually happened. Everybody was drunk all the time. <laughs> People smoked and kids running around with bags on their heads. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> America. <laughs> yeah. This is the story of the guys who sold you the lies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. A lot, lot of layers to Mad Men, as it turns out. I think if, if younger folks want laughs, there's, like, comedy woven into just about everything. You know, there's there's humorous moments of Marvel films. There's there's just... It's different, right? Like, you don't... You, the, the comedy, the sitcom as, as, a, as a whole is, like, just a different thing, right? I don't know if... I don't know if... Uh, What's the name of it? Uh, the, the show Modern Family. Like Modern Family is a comedy, I think technically, but mm-hmm. there's drama there too. There's it's like a, it's a multifaceted. I think everything's a little bit more multifaceted, and whether it leans more in the in the direction of an old school sitcom or not varies from show to show. I think things have just become different. Um, you know, people maybe younger folks don't feel the need to like get a pure sitcom only. You know, Pratt Falls and situational you know seinfeld type jokes or something like that anymore no for sure 
there was there was that decade where they were just all these weird documentary type things. Modern yeah. Family being one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I I really enjoyed the um, the format. I, I think you can tell the, the people. That, so, some some people really can make it sing, so to speak, and those are always a joy. So I I, I and, yeah, and, and Ted Lasso and Kimmy Schmidt are excellent examples of that. Where they, what you can do with it when you do it well. I hope we'll see more of them, but I don't I don't know. Most of what I'm looking forward to right, to right now is not a sitcom. So. <laughs> yeah. November's packed, man. November is packed. <laughs> I'm desperately trying to get through Arcane um, before oh. Cowboy Bebop starts. I haven't watched any of it yet, but I, people have said good things that I've seen so far. Uh, yeah, I'm only an episode and a half in. Yeah, I, it looks great. Um, it's it seems pretty cool. Like the talent's there. Like, like they got Imagine Dragons to do the theme song. Well. They 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 dropped a lot of fucking money on this thing, <laughs> a lot of right points. <laughs> so yeah, I I've just I'm delighted because I I I actually like I really liked League of Legends and the the world they created and the characters are very interesting. Yeah, so cool. this this was yeah this was always there if they wanted it. I'm glad that they went for it and then they when they decided to go for it they they went big. Nice. I can't I can't speak to how good it is yet because I'm only like I said I'm an episode and a half in. Also, they're 45 minutes. Oh, whoa! Yeah, they yeah they're long. They're following them that Marvel Studios television format basically. They really are kind of like the industry trendsetters. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah, Cowboy Bebop is right around the corner, and I swear to God, I and then Hawkeye. Yeah, Hawkeye th- those and, are the two big ones. Yeah, yeah, and the sequel to uh, the part two, I should say, of He Man, right after that. That's yes, <laughs> that's what I was forgetting. I am hyped for that too, and and that'll be the end of Revelation, right? I thought so, but I don't know if it's really successful. I wouldn't be surprised if they follow on from wherever that that ends. Thought experiment: How do you continue after you've made Skeletor Toro He Man? <laughs> that's that's a great question. What's the... <laughs> a great question? If you, even if you want to go another round, what the hell do you do? <laughs> Who knows. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, they talk about Masters of the Universe, but they don't really go very far in the universe itself. You know, they could, uh, you know, do something there maybe. But yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll leave it to the the creative team there because they, they decided to revive He-Man and give it an actual story in the first place, and I would never have thought to do that. So, <laughs> Speaking of episodic formats. Yeah. Yeah, Witcher in December. I'm... Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm making my way through the books. Uh, those go through some to some dark places, man. <laughs> it was just uh, yeah. Eastern European folklore very different than Western <laughs> European. <laughs> Western European, they usually slay, they usually slay the dragon. Eastern European, oh <laughs> yeah, society really sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, but I just finished. Uh, Do not go outside by yourself at night. <laughs> you you will die. Yeah, that for real like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like 2022 is like this everything just got delayed into the 2022 bucket and that bucket is going to be overflowing between movies, TV and video games cuz like a ton of video games keep getting delayed too. And so like <laughs> that year it's just That's yeah. what's going on there. It seems like something would be you could work from home pretty easily. I think even when folks are working from home 
it's just hard to get it done. I think huh. it's a I think it's a pandemic working from home thing where when you're working from home, you're gonna you you're you're I think productivity overall, I mean, I can't say to speak, I'm not in that industry, so I can't speak to it uh, directly, but my, my gut feel, uh, mostly speculation, but just from what I've read and what I think um, is you're working from home, but you're also not like killing yourself. And so things take the actual time they, they, they take instead of, you know, 100 hour work weeks and also the large wave of unionization and better workers uh, uh, conditions in general in the video game industry there's a lot more of that going on there's a lot of very bad things that executives and companies have done that's coming that are coming out to light and uh, creating lawsuits and just you know general uh, exposure to to big systemic problems in the industry so i think in general folks are like okay well let's slow down let's do it the right way let's not burn anybody out you know the pandemic burned people out plenty enough by itself already so let's just take our time and it's hard to put PS5s and Xboxes in people's hands because of the freaking chip shortages. So, you know, oh, so were they building for consoles that don't can't be purchased yet? I mean, pe- plenty of people have new gen consoles. I think they've sold like twenty something million PS5s or something, but it's not a hundred million. Uh, I think a lot of people are holding on to their PS4s and Xbox Ones, um, and yeah, they're hard. They're hard to buy. I mean, the demand is just part of the chip shortage there is just the demand is massive just massive people are at home most of the time now they, right you know or have been for the last two years right so um it, they just can't make them fast enough um so there there's there's that so i i think trying to make games that more that a pace doesn't kill people even if there are thousand plus people teams working on them um so yeah stuff just gets delayed uh which okay, but I mean that's, that's to me that just means twenty twenty two is chock full already with just as yeah delayed. Yeah, there was there's an interesting documentary um, as part of I think the Disney well actually I think this predates the Disney Plus Day dump where they were talking about how Pixar like basically like they have there's so much work involved in like animation there that you basically do like one minute of every film, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. which is just crazy because it's how much workload it is yeah it's crazy man <laughs> well that's good I, I was really hoping unions would come back yeah at least in some industries journalism and video games in particular they seems they seem to be uh, really taken off which is great should be uh, more of that across the board if you ask me yeah I mean I yeah, that's getting a broader philosophical discussion I realize but that that I think that's good though I Allowing people to create under like not hellish conditions I, does lead to better things. Yeah. <laughs> and then Boba Fett. Oh yeah, Boba Fett. And then there's something that literally drops the thirty first, and I can't think of what the hell it is. Like the, the last day they're squeezing it in. Jeez. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's oh, it, it, Cobra Kai season four. Oh dang, you're right. Cobra Kai actually drops before uh, the end of the year. Uh, we finished this in under an hour. I'm so proud of us. <laughs> I don't think we. No, oh, I yeah, and I I just it's gonna be here until twenty twenty two, and then beyond as we were just literally just talking about. <laughs> Did we miss anything? Probably. Anything. <laughs> I need a spreadsheet now to like keep track of what the hell I need to be watching. <laughs> Remember back when you would scroll through Netflix forever and not really settle on anything you wanted to watch. 
Remember those days? No. <laughs> I have a vague recollection that that is true, but I don't remember when it would have been. Years and years ago. Yeah. God. My my wife and I were talking about how like the you know she didn't do it, but I did it. I did the whole I did Netflix on DVDs before the streaming thing was even a thing, and it's like what that was then compared to where we are now. It's such a such a big change. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. And I I think the money is getting figured out because I'm starting to, the the movies that are dropping on Netflix now they're 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 good. Um, yeah. I uh, shit. What's it called? Red Notice, I think. Yeah. Which is a weird name for a movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I well, I think we're we're, we're recording the like two days after it dropped. And I think it like did gangbusters for him. Oh wow! Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but it's on my list. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we'll I, talk I, about I, it in March. Yeah. That that uh, <sighs> did you watch that Zack Snyder uh, Army of the Dead movie? Is that just a uh, name for Justice League four hour cut? <laughs> he made a zombie movie for Netflix. Oh no! With Dave Bautista and uh, yeah, a number of other folks. I'm drawing a blank now, but Dave Bautista is the biggest name. Uh, that's a decent zombie flick. Okay. And then they took one of the characters from that and made a prequel called Army of Thieves, uh, which is also on Netflix. Like they, they they did that all this year. They dropped Army of the Dead in the <laughs> summer and Army of the Thieves Army of Thieves last month. Like uh, that has Natalie Emanuel in it. Uh, and the German guy, I forget his, his name exactly, but uh, from the, the 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 zombie one, uh, in the in the thieves one, the lock picking one, I think they're Did gonna I like s- do a whole universe of that stuff. Oh yeah, that's what they do. Is yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget when Keyshawn had to like walk us through the fact. No, the princess movies are are a cinematic <laughs> universe, guys. Yeah. And I was like, are are you high? What's happening? <laughs> yeah. Oh, those are I those there's a whole new slate of those fucking things coming out speaking of. <laughs> it's the holidays, why not? Of course, yeah. let's do this. Right. Slovenian Christmas. I okay, <laughs> sure. What why not? Why I, not? I don't I don't even know that's still place anymore. No, it obviously it is. Luka Doncic is from there. But I see they're making extraction too. Yes. I have to watch extraction one. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that was a decent one too. Yeah. That's what I heard. I just never got back around to it. Qualities, the quality is definitely getting higher on Netflix original stuff. Well, that's good. They won't have to be mad that we don't go to the movie theaters to watch these things anymore. Uh, yeah, I, oddly, no one, none of the people that work on that <laughs> stuff complain. Yeah, and I think uh, I saw something about uh, Old Guard too. Yeah, yeah, that's in the works too. Yeah, and they're doing they're doing like so many anime adaptations. They announced the One Piece cast. Uh, this week, so they're doing a live action One Piece. Uh, and there's another one that they're doing too, if I remember. Correctly. How are they gonna do that? I, I don't, don't know, like, but they're doing it. <laughs> people, it's the the show. The story is gonna eclipse the human lifespan. <laughs> yeah, well, you gotta start at some point, right? <laughs> you make the generation ship, and then you launch it, and then at some point, <laughs> you know. Oh, it's literally called Generation. Well, that <laughs> was there from the get go. I had no fucking idea. That's funny. <laughs> Does yeah, he have an end to that thing? I have no idea. It's. I mean, I think it's still going. <laughs> okay, so walk me. Let's let's walk walk me through this. They're pirates, right? They're pirates, but like, how many how many boats can they pirate? I feel like there's oh, been yeah, episodes like they would have gone back to like the other know. boats they've already stolen from. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where they got the MacGuffin that they're chasing after, and they just keep chasing and chasing, and 
things happen. It's just like Dragon Ball. You find the Dragon Balls. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But it's the friends and the villains you fight along the way. You know. Dragon Ball Super will come back at some point, too. So that's, you know. Dragon Ball as a whole probably doesn't have as many episodes as One Piece. But it's probably getting up there. Jesus uh, Christ. Dragon Ball will come back. Uh, another season of Dragon Ball Super before you know it. Uh, yeah, on the anime side, there's a bunch of stuff coming out, too. Uh, if you... Demon Slayer is a great anime uh, that that came out uh, recently. It's you know it's Demon Slayer the movie which came out uh, in twenty twenty. Netflix really wants me to watch it for what it's worth. <laughs> yeah, Demon it's 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 I really enjoy it and okay. uh, it's it was the highest grossing movie in the world of, in twenty twenty. Uh, Mugen Train, which is the it follows after the first season of the show. That's coming back for season two uh, here now in the in the winter time. Uh, and that's that's a big deal for anime watchers. So that's other other content off Netflix at least for now until it finishes airing. And Netflix will probably pick it up. But where the hell do you find time to read comics? Uh, barely. <laughs> <laughs> a little here, a little there. Is, like, is, that, is that literally why you guys have the podcast? Uh, yeah, it's forced <laughs> me to read comics. Yes, that, that was why we started in the first place. <laughs> like I really want to read comics some more. Oh, we should podcast. Then we force ourselves to do it. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> right, there you go. Uh, what's coming up on the next one? Actually, other than, yeah, this week. Yeah, yeah, let's plug it. Up. Yeah, uh, Witch Hat Atelier, a manga series. Man, that the art on that one, I'm just the the detail uh, that the mangaka gets out of Witch Hat Atelier is uh, on the at least for me, it was a, a art, not an artist, but uh, just amazing. Uh, really good stuff. Um, you know harry potter with a different magic system and slightly different circumstances but kind of that sort of thing if if you're if you're wanting some more of that uh and then we're reading homesick pilots uh, from image comics which is horror but weird i don't know i don't know well we we actually need to record that we, we read that one recently and we need to re- record ah. our, our chat about it and uh yeah it's a weird one but it's apparently like really popular i don't know i don't know where people are getting at with that but Image makes all kinds of stuff, and that's that that fits definitely in the outer, outer rim of what they do. Crazy! I've I've never even heard of this thing. Interesting. Yeah, like we keep coming across like these series that like there's a lot of this. It's like I've never heard of this, but there's like three volumes, four volumes. You know, four trades, five trades. You know, the Witch Hat Atelier, uh, apparently really popular like years ago in Japan, and only recently made it to the states a couple of years ago. There's like seven collected volumes of that stuff. <laughs> High School of the Dead was like that, as I recall. That did gangbusters here, but no one in Japan gave a shit. Yeah, all right. And then I think the writer died. Oh wow. So yeah, so it's it, it went on. It's nice. I'm gonna call that a, a permanent hiatus, or maybe it was the artist. Some someone involved in the creation high up. It's just passed. So. Bummer. Yeah, but no, it, it, I, I, American kids ate it up. But you know what? Let's uh. Let's get the hell out of here. It's <laughs> we, we, as we discussed. We, we got stuff. We got stuff to watch. <laughs> yeah. So we can do it. Do this again. Right on. Ariel Rodriguez of Austin, Texas, and the Comicster Podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, sir. As always. It's been it's been a, a blast and a pleasure. As always, don't forget to rate and review that that podcast because I, I said so. Don't be an asshole. Thanks. I've been <laughs> I've been Cyrus Zombie of Kirkland, Washington. I probably am an asshole. And uh, this has been Full of Sun and Fury. This episode and previous episodes of Full of Sun and Fury podcast are available at fullofsunandfurypodcast.com or by a subscription at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. This has been a great source to do its production. Copyright 2021.